It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, good afternoon, everyone. We have got another game day coming at you. The Sharks riding a two-game point streak and a one-game win streak. And there has been some unsettling news, and that is that Tomas Hurdle is out of the lineup today at the time of this recording. I do not know why. Also, Philip Sedina has been put on the IR, and Justin Bailey was called up to replace him, and then Hurdle was announced as out for tonight's game. So uh, we don't have yet uh, any more information on that regard, but I do have a great show for you today. I uh, spent a lot of time talking with Jason Demers. I'm not going to be able to fit in all of it today, but uh, yeah, I'll give you a good chunk. Here I am asking him about how hard it was to win at the tank back in the day. It was incredible, you know, just to hear guys talk about it, um, just saying how literally guys were in the dressing room before games on the opposing team, and they'd just be like, listen, guys, we got to get through and survive these first 10 minutes because it could be 3 4 nothing within 10 minutes. And honestly, it felt that way being on the home side. You know, you always felt like that you were skating downhill and the other team was skating uphill in that, in that first period. And the fans in, in San Jose are so passionate. And, uh, you know, even though they've been struggling and, and kind of in this rebuild the past years, fans are still showing up to the rink. So, you know, there's a lot of other places where the, the rink would be bone dry, empty. Uh, but, you know, Sharks fans love, they're passionate. They've they've learned over the years that the game and uh, they're an knowledgeable fan base. So it's like, it's it was so great to play in those years. And I'm so fortunate and grateful that I got to experience that. Because, I mean, honestly, I don't know if there was a better barn than, than San Jose. Maybe, you know, maybe Vegas, th that inaugural year that they were in the league where it was like the roof was coming off every game. But, you know, it's hard to beat the, a shark tank on a Friday night when, you know, guys were just, we were just flying on the ice. And as we touched the puck in the D zone, and we wouldn't even be in the offensive zone and the fans would be going nuts. So it's just, there's some great, I have some great memories. Yeah, for sure. man, for sure. I mean, in that era and every, I mean, everybody wants to recapture that era. It's tough to go through, you know, tough times. And, you know, obviously you were on some very, very good teams in your career and you were on some not so great teams. And, you know, did, how hard is that, I guess, especially maybe for some of the guys who have been here a little bit longer, who were there in the good times, like does, I guess you'd never got used to losing, right? Like I would imagine that, you know, Logan Couture would probably smack me in the face if I said, oh, you're getting used to this, right? You know, he would be like, get, get out of here. <laughs> probably drop an F-bomb on me, but he'd say, come on, Ted. Probably would, yeah. Uh, I mean, no, that's the thing is, that, that's that's the point of it is is getting used to losing, which a lot of teams now, you know, the, the I find there's a little bit of the rebuild culture the tanking culture that's kind of come into sports a little bit more than 
maybe I was aware of when I was when I started and and maybe maybe I'm crazy and and there was still that culture but I feel like there's a lot more teams that you know when when they don't think they're gonna win or make the playoffs they decide to just kind of blow everything up and I always find the fear that when you do that is that you learn how to lose and learning how to lose is such a hard habit to break you know getting comfortable with oh you know we're not going to make the playoffs we'll be we'll be playing golf in April and <laughs> everything's going to be good we'll get a long summer you know it's guys don't think like that everybody wants to win but it's like the you it just creeps in a little bit into your thoughts of like oh we don't have a chance um so you never want to have that because then I always find it's hard to break that habit with especially you know you draft you know like a Chicago you draft a Connor Bedard you had tanked to get him you got him now your teams if you don't put good players around him and you say well we're just going to wait we're going to build for three years well then he comes in the league learning how to lose mm -hmm. instead of playing on a team that's competing you know I was lucky enough for you know, I was the seventh rounder when I was 20. So, you know, when I came into the league, it wasn't like, it wasn't like teams were clamoring to draft me. Like there wasn't no, there was nobody tanking for me. So, <laughs> so when I, when I came in, you know, I was, I was, we were on a cup contending team. So, you know, I, I did still earn my spot, but you come into that room and, you know, losing wasn't even a, a, a thought and losing was like, you know, we'd lose two in a row and it was like, you couldn't say a word. You couldn't say boo around the rink uh, the next day because, you know, guys were on a hair trigger and they'd, they'd jump down your throat if you uh, if you laughed or smiled. So, you know, and I'm not – it wasn't – you know, it's not – it was some crazy drill sergeant-esque atmosphere, but it was close to that. So it's like when you then go on a team that's comfortable losing and it's like, oh, we'll get it tomorrow, it's like – it it definitely was a shock for me. You know, I had my, mm -hmm. when I went to Arizona, we had that losing streak um, where it was like 11 games, 12 games. I mean, it was hard like to come to the rink and, and some guys had been there for a couple of years already. And they were kind of like, Oh, this is how it goes. And you're like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> like, how can you, you know, how can you come to the rink? And then some did. And then once that you get to 10, 12 games, it's almost like, you could feel it. You're like, you have to snap yourself out of it. Cause you're like, no, I'm here to do a job. I'm here to win. I'm here to play. And, uh, that's the difficult thing. So, you know, I think the guys in the sharks right now, you know, they've, they've done a good job playing hard, you know, especially last night. It's, it's tough to come in every night and, and be kind of skating uphill and, and battling against it, but they're, uh, they're fighting. So it's, it's a good thing to see. And I know those, you know, Tomash and and Logan in there and, and they're gonna keep guys accountable, Mark Edward. So and that's uh that's what you want to see because you don't want these kids to get comfortable that are in there for sure. You go back to the start of this month and obviously the Sharks had the ten one loss to Vancouver, the ten two loss to the Pens. But since then, they've actually been, you know, halfway decent, four, five, and one. And I know that's not gonna light anyone's hair on fire. But, you know, compared to where they were, you know, not winning in those first 12 games of the season versus where they are now a few weeks later, like, I, I know that, you know, the guys in the locker room probably don't want to hear me say, like, hey, four, five, and one is an improvement. Um, they've got to all be realistic enough to say, yes, it is improvement. Like, this is a step in the right direction, right? 
Yeah, and listen, there's coming off of those two ten one ten two, and that's kind of what I was getting at. Is it, it seemed like in those games, guys were kind of like, up, oh, you know, it's this is just the kind of year it's going to be." And then, you know, I'm glad that they kind of picked up their, uh, they kind of picked themselves up and and said, "Listen, this isn't uh, acceptable." I know, uh, uh, Greerzy, uh, Mike Greer, the GM, went in and gave them a speech, and I'm sure it was a. Uh, I'm sure it was uh, it wasn't a positive speech by any by any <laughs> accounts, but but they took what he said to heart and they they've applied it. So it looks like they're fighting. And because again, it's it's a long season; it's 82 games. So if you you start mailing it in 10 games in, I mean, you're in for a. It's going to be long. It's going to be miserable. And as you can ask anybody like losing sucks in the, in the league and nobody goes into playing hockey, wanting to lose. They all want to win. And these guys are competitive people. So it's just kind of pulling out that, that competitiveness and, and they've shown it, you know, four five and one is it's, it's not a, a, it's not a great record, but it's still for them. I think it's very good. And, and listen, there's, there's a lot of teams that are that are struggling right now in the, in the NHL, and there's maybe like six good teams, and the rest have kind of just been a little bit helter skelter. So I mean, listen, you never know. Um, you keep putting the five hundred together. You keep winning as as much as you can, and and just putting, listen, playing for the fans, playing for the the jersey, the 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 Sharks logo, the city. You know that's that's something that's important for these guys to remember. And because again, you're, you're playing for, for people that are paying their hard earned money to come watch you play from work. And, and you're, uh, you get to entertain them and, and compete and try to win for them because you know, they're, uh, they're putting their faith in you. One of the things that I've talked about a lot this year is that if you didn't properly value Logan Couture before you probably do now. And, I want to say you you got to play back in Worcester with Logan for a little bit um, early in your career, and you guys came in with the Sharks around the same time. And uh, you know, I know just from talking to him and getting to know him over the years, like dude is just an insane competitor. And I, you know, I can't say that the outcome would have been different if Logan had been out there on the ice. That said, I kind of feel like it would have been different just because Logan is one of those guys. And maybe you can speak to this, but I feel like he can kind of will a team in the opposite direction when things are going poorly. Well, yeah, he's he's such a great player that that's that's evolved into you know great on the defensive end and the offensive end. You know, he'd certainly help the penalty kill and the power play just by being out there. And you know, he's got that experience. But to your point, what you said, which nails it on the head for Logan, is he's such a competitor and, and he uh he does everything and you know, unbeknownst to the pain that it's gonna cause his body and and uh he's just one of those guys. He lays it on the line every night and he's a he's a great player. Uh his will is is so crazy to see and you know, uh to watch his evolution from playing with him in Worcester and uh, having those runs in San Jose and then, you know, thinking I was going to be there my whole career. And then once I left, just always followed him from afar. And uh, it's just great to, to see what he's done with his career and, and the leader that he's become. And, and uh, I'm sure he's still around the room 
trying to pump up the guys and and probably just chomping at the bit to get back. So hopefully he heals up and and gets back sooner rather than later because I'm sure they miss him big time. Just as a final one for you, man, 700 games in your career. I'm sure it went by in a flash, but have you taken the time to kind of look back and be like, yeah, like that was a hell of a run I had there. Like not like you said, uh, teams weren't tanking to get you, but you showed that, uh, you know, not not everybody is going to be the uh, consensus number one pick, but you still had quite a career, man. I mean, I, I know it takes time. I, you know, I, I've been working, um, you know, in sports my entire life and, you know, for uh, for Major League Soccer, for the play by play there, I do, um, you know, their, their games and the first year it was. Joe Cannon, I don't know if you ever met him when he was in San Jose yeah. back in the day because I know yeah. he knew some of you guys. But, you know, I, I could tell that first year, that first year in the booth was his first year out of the league, and that's that's quite a transition. Are you are you still in that transitory phase? Uh, it's Yeah, it's getting, getting more comfortable every time. You know, not uh, – it, it, it's weird because I'm sure you could kind of attest to that. It's, it's getting past, like, the censoring every sentence you say. <laughs> kind of like having that thought process. I feel like every time I'm in the beginning, I was going to speak, you're kind of like, uh, just kind of put your words perfectly together instead of just speaking and, and speaking about what you know. But, you know, I'm just so grateful, you know, my career, it's, it's, I wasn't, uh, I never thought I would, not that I never thought, um, I didn't have any plans to, to get drafted and play in the NHL. I, I, uh, San Jose brought me in on a rookie camp, just invited me, and uh, I ended up having a good good camp, and they didn't really tell me anything, and I went and played my junior. I was getting ready to go to university in and, and, and Montreal and, and kind of play club hockey, and then it kind of happened. We were watching for a friend, and my, my name popped up at the end. They called me, and I was like, holy crap, like I'm about to – like go to an NHL camp and then it was like just a whirlwind. I was full year in the AHL and then, you know, I got to play my, my career and, and, you know, I, I was very fortunate to play at some great teams and listen, I had a, I had a, uh, a landmine of a career where I, I ran into a lot of landmines. Uh, um, I missed some, but you know, I had an, an up and down career at times and, but, I got to see kind of every side of the sport and I'm grateful for that. And I played in some beautiful places with some, some great hockey players and some great organizations. I met some phenomenal people and, you know, the, the most proud moment of my career is probably, you know, was the getting the 700th game and, and last year as a whole, because, you know, I was kind of out of the league. I had back surgery two and a half years ago and I didn't think I was going to ever going to be able to skate again. I, you know, I didn't lost kind of feeling in my leg and uh, I was able to rehab and come back. I was able to go play in the Olympics um, for team Canada, which, which I didn't even think was ever a possibility. And so being able to live out that dream was incredible. And then, you know, getting to, uh, I tell people it's, it's, it's 1%, you know, it's almost impossible to make, the NHL, you know, when you're 20, 19, 18, the, the chances are so slim. But to kind of be out of the league for two years and make the NHL again was was at 35 was was another dream come true. So, you know, I kind of get to say selfishly, I made, I made the NHL twice. And because I think, you know, I was probably 
it's it's very much an out of sight, out of mind league. And once you're gone, and they forget about you quick, and because there's always kids pushing and 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 working so hard to to make it, and and teams obviously are always looking for the the next best thing that is cheaper and faster and and the shiny toy. So for me to be able to get a year in the AHL and where I started and and make it back to the NHL for at least one more game was was great. I wish it was more games. I you know I thought I I thought it could have been more, but listen, it's it's for me. I'm just I leave I wanted to leave the game grateful and and not bitter. A bitter old man <laughs> uh, in hockey in hockey eyes. So for me, it's 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 just been a it's been a smooth transition so far. Uh, I just, I'm not a person that can sit still. So as soon as I kind of got home and decided, you know, I stayed in shape and was skating, but I was like kind of feeling out the lines in terms of TV. And, you know, my wife kept pushing me to do it. I was always kind of against it. Be like, ah, no, I'm good. I don't need to do it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I I didn't think I had the personality for it. (laughs) So, but uh, she kept pushing me and you know my family was like no try it out and I was lucky enough the NHL network let me come for a couple games for a couple days and um it was exciting you know it's it's still a tough gig I know anybody out there that thinks it's easy what you guys do it's tough to kind of day in and day out come in and and you have to watch a lot of hockey you have to be really invested in the sport and uh, you got to know your stuff because fans are knowledgeable and uh you can't uh, you can't lie to them because they'll see right through you. So it's it's very much a. I take it a little bit similar to when I was playing, where it's like you know you owe these fans the time and the in depth conversations because you know for them, working a nine to five or something, you know it's a distraction to come and 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 watch hockey and listen to hockey. So you got to give them a good product and not take it for granted. So I think it's uh, it, it's been fun so far and I've enjoyed it. Well, JD, uh, great stuff here, man. I've taken too much of your time already. You're too damn interesting, so I, uh, I'll cut you off or else I'll keep you here for another half hour. I know you want to uh, enjoy your Sunday, but keep up the great work, man, and I promise I'll be bugging you again soon, all right? Can't wait. Thanks, Ted. I'll talk to you soon, all right? Again, that was Jason Demers joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network, and uh, just a little bit more of an update on this uh, Tomas Hurdle story. The injury is not considered serious. It happened at home. This is according to Curtis Pashelka, who did tweet this out a little bit earlier today. Uh, Quinn would not say how the injury occurred. Uh, if you want to check that out, uh, go look at at Curtis Pashelka on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days. So that does not help the Sharks' offensive issues, which continue to be, um, you know, a, a, an ongoing issue, for lack of a better term. But you do get a Justin Bailey to get a chance tonight. And hopefully maybe a guy like Ty Emerson, who uh, just got his goal, first goal the other night as a defenseman, the first defenseman goal of the year for the San Jose Sharks. Hopefully he's a guy who can maybe get a little bit more offensive game going. Also, we've seen Hoffman pick it up. We've seen Grandland. We'd like to get some more out of Duclair. Kevin LeBanc, another. Obviously, I don't know who's playing tonight, but we will see where this goes as we get later and later into this evening and get right up to game time. Uh, Be sure to join us tonight at 7 for live pregame coverage right here on the Sharks Audio Network as we get you ready for the Caps. And then 7.30 game time with Mr. Hall of Fame, Dan Rusinowski on the call. And then I will be back with you tomorrow morning as the San Jose Sharks will then be heading out onto the road or will be close to heading out onto the road and we'll go over everything that happened in tonight's game. 
For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.